The DX Talk, a podcast brought to you by Magnolia. Welcome to another episode of the DX Talk by Magnolia. My name is Belinda and I'm a content writer with the marketing team. As you can imagine, digital marketing is a topic that's very close to our hearts and minds. And today I'm very happy to welcome Don Lee, who is General Manager of Magnolia Singapore, and he leads Magnolia Sales and Marketing for Asia Pacific. Don is an advocate of digital disruption and evolution. He previously managed complex portfolios of digital marketing solutions at IBM, Adobe, and Epsilon. Don is a regular speaker on digital strategy and marketing automation. He has over 15 years of experience of providing digital marketing consulting services, um, among others, to Singapore government teams. So Don, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Let's start with, um, well, what makes great digital marketing? Wow, okay. Um, That's a very broad question. Um, Well, I would say a lot of people would feel that digital marketing is successful um, when the customer experiences are fantastic or out of this world, right? Um, So that is important, of course. But in my opinion, what really matters if if the digital marketing have a direct impact on the key business objectives. So for example, if the business objective is around self-help for the members of the website, basically using automation to reduce uh, help desk or call center cost, then having a lot of investment go into brand awareness does not solve the business issue at hand. In a nutshell, digital marketing should be seen as a solution to a business challenge. So in that sense, great digital marketing, in my opinion, is when the investment can pay for itself by addressing the actual problem at hand and getting ROI quickly so you could justify investment in the next phase. Yeah, um, what are some challenges that marketers face in the digital world? Mm, Well, they face plenty of challenges. (laughs) (laughs) Being a marketer is not a good thing nowadays. Um, um, It's very challenging. Well... So I would say in the past, marketers, they tend to rely on their gut feel. But more recently, we're seeing a change to a data-driven mindset, which is good. Um, However, many do not get the right alignment with management in terms of where they see the role that marketing has to play. So working with many different silos who have different KPIs just convolutes this whole challenge altogether. The other challenge I see is when there is a highly innovative marketing team but they're unable to realize their creative potential due to a mismatch in their technology solution. So the creative level could be, you know, this high, but the technology is only up to maybe halfway. So that way they can't realize their real potential. Um, Yeah, and, you know, understanding the customer journey is one thing, but then getting the customers to make the quantum leaps from one stage to another remains a challenge. So for example, they could go to a beautiful landing page, but there isn't a way to understand what they're looking for. So the call to action is missing. Or there could be a call to action, but it's not being made intuitive or obvious. The key to conversion, obviously, is to ensure the customer is being guided through those stages in a systematic, non-intrusive, and super easy manner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The digital ecosystem is changing rapidly. 
you have bread and butter tools like CRM and analytics, and you have more fancier ones like content services and AI. How can marketers simplify yet be effective? Right. Well, first of all, the same stages should apply to everyone. Crawl, walk, and then run before you fly. Um, I have seen too many companies get crushed under the weight of their own marketing or technology initiatives. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, what are my top three business goals? What are the digital marketing functions I need in order to help me achieve those goals? So get the fundamentals right before you embark on more. I mean, it's very tempting to buy a turnkey solution, but more often than not, it usually is an overkill. And because of all the additional sexy features, you would feel obliged to use them. But doing that would also suck your own limited resources, and those could be focused on getting the basics right and achieving measurable business goals. Many marketers simply don't, you know, they just want to get from point A to point B. You don't need a Ferrari to do that. Hmm. How should marketing teams pick the tools they need? We often hear about monolithic versus best-of-breed approaches. What's your take on this? Yeah, um, definitely each one has the pros and cons. Monolithic and uh, usually proprietary solutions are very convenient. Uh, my concern is you're not getting the best of breeds, right? And also you will need to deal with change management as your teams will be required to learn a new ecosystem. The other thing is that you also have to pay a lot more for the convenience and the brand. Um, a best of breed approach is typically more cost organic as well as providing you with best-in-class technology. Uh, but of course, you would require more effort on your end to stitch together the requirements um, that make sense for your business. Uh, you would definitely, I think, uh, require a knowledge partner to integrate this solution for you. Or else the other way is you have a competent in-house team in order to do this. What, but the good thing is, once this is all done successfully, your team will be motivated as the customized solution fits into their current processes. So, you know, change management is reduced. And this allows them to be even more effective without a detrimental adjustment period. And I've spoken to many marketers before. The main objective is not about learning a new pretty solution or to um, manage more digital marketing functions simultaneously but really it's to get their job done on time so they can go back to see their families. And having a bespoke solution that can address that will be very helpful. Mm -hmm. There are some in the industry who talk about the end of the CMS as we know it. Wow. How do you see the role of content management evolving? Really? Who said that? Hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, well, I do not think there'll be an end to CMS, right? Because as uh, society increases its need to consume more content, um, CMS will continue to evolve. Just like from old days when content was stored in the form of traditional media like posters and banners, we will just see more ways of content being distributed. And the job of a good CMS is to be able to manage and distribute those different channels through a central repository as well as react intuitively. So by this, I mean maybe using AI to personalize content in real time with new channels out there, such as IoT, the Internet of Things. Um, so for example, you know, somebody sitting down at a dining table for breakfast in the morning, you could trigger a content delivery through a screen, iPad at the table on breaking news, um, today's weather, 
traffic congestion, you know, as I'm heading to work later. Um, contextual information, which could be combined with your personal information like Facebook or cloud photo memories, you know, anniversaries, etc., so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah, digital transformation is um, really changing things. Mm -hmm. um, one of the barriers to that seems to be about breaking down data silos. How have you seen marketing teams deal with this, both outside the team and within? Hmm. So this is a common challenge with a lot of organizations. Um, I have seen success stories where the barriers are broken down within the team, but not very often outside of it. Um, they would need buy-in from the leadership in order to get everyone in the organization aligned. The success rate uh, for this also depends on how flat the organization is. Uh, well, the bigger and more complex a hierarchy, the harder it is to manage the differences in KPIs, cultures and egos. The other question is, does the company have the right technology in place to store the data in both unstructured and structured formats? In a um, centralized repository like a data warehouse or just, you know, even the marketing data mart. This should be prioritized from the start as having a 360 degree view, a single customer view is the key to world-class customer experiences. Mm -hmm. um, analysts talk about modeling and optimizing customer journeys from being inside out to outside in. Do you know of companies who have actually done that, um, modeling their business organization around the customer journey? Um, who does it well and how do they do it? And are there pitfalls and how do we avoid those? Great. Um, let me write that down. There's quite a few <laughs> questions. It's a loaded okay. one. Okay. Um, I would say the companies who actually do this successfully would easily become a top revenue brand or even a global brand. So some examples that come to mind are Apple and uh, Amazon who deliver amazing experiences during each stage of the customer journey. Um, others that come to mind are brands like Disney. You know, they create a seamless omni-channel and cross-channel experience for the customer. So I think apart from understanding the customer journey, these companies have figured out the fastest way to shorten the journey, right? Mm. So they do this by making the leap from one stage to the other much easier in the form of uh, micro steps or perhaps a powerful call to action using a combination of emotional content, um, user-friendly interface, real-time personalization, and so on. Right, so this way, the prospect can reach the end goal in a much faster time frame. And of mm -hmm. course, the faster they become converted, the less chance for them to get disrupted, especially in this digital world nowadays. So you mentioned about pitfalls. Um, I'll, I'll just say this, instead of pitfalls, my suggestion is to think out of the box to look for ways where you can either shorten the journey or create guidance along the journey so that the prospects, they would have a very clear incentive to keep moving forward, to keep moving along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's pick up on the idea of speed and look at agile teams right. where designers, developers and marketers can work in parallel. Uh, the promise is that they can complete projects faster mm -hmm. and change course easily. Mm -hmm. How does that work in reality? Mm. Good question. Um, I would just say that there's a caveat to all this, right? Which is mainly around collaboration. 
um, working in parallel would create more chances for effect, effective collaboration, but does not guarantee it. As I said earlier, I think it's important that leadership is involved to make sure that all the parties are aligned on the common objective that they have to achieve. Mm-hmm. Let's turn to how companies plan and execute digital strategy. What similarities and differences do you see across markets in terms of how they do that? Hmm. Well, I guess, you know, in terms of digital strategy, um, maybe in terms of planning and execution across the globe, we are all starting to be more focused on a data-centric approach. Um, In terms of uh, digital marketing, I think the best practices are quite consistent. Everybody knows that. Maybe the difference could be in the roles and responsibilities given to the marketers. In some places, they have a chief martech officer who could marry both technology and marketing. And this really empowers digital marketing initiatives. But uh, in Asia, there are some companies, you know, that tend to be more old school and they empower the digital marketing to the CTO simply because there is technology involved, right? And sometimes a CTO could, could, could be a bit more old school being in charge of IT infrastructure and whatnot. And this may, com- you know, cause a conflict of interest. Um, I feel also in Asia that there are some brands, you know, because they're in such a rush to catch up or exceed the competition to try a very uh, a non-organic approach. They want to fly before they can even walk, right? <laughs> so they end up buying complex digital marketing solutions without the right people or processes in place. And they end up using only 10 to 20% of the solution's actual potential. And that said, uh, the timelines also tend to be rather flexible, right? So in some countries, they don't have a mandate to get a project up and running by a certain time. And this does not help the case. And the reason for that is they can't see digital marketing contributing tangibly to their top line revenue. You know, they only see digital marketing as a cost center. And the good thing is I see this becoming lesser because more and more savvier marketers are getting employed and they know how to make the right business case to the management in terms of uh, things like long-term customer life cycle value and ROI. What advice have you got for marketers who are looking to effectively track and measure their results? Mm. Well, first thing first, (laughs) right? Define how your marketing metrics can tie directly to the business goals of the company. By doing so, this will get you buy-in from management for your digital marketing investment. So only when you can get one phase settled, can you then move on to the next phase. Not everybody gets two, three million dollars as a budget for digital marketing, right? It's usually in bite-sized chunks. So that's the first thing I would advise on. Um, then secondly, look at the touch points along the customer journey where you can measure effectively and also look at the parameters around that where, where you can tweak to improve the results. So for example, if you have a component on the page uh, that leads to a campaign you're promoting, you can measure the clicks, you can measure the hits on the landing page, the mouse overs, even the heat map, right? Those will be your metrics. And how you improve that will be either A, B testing or multivariate testing. So um, for a long-term approach, you look at your customer journey and then you start defining the engagement scores for each stage. The scores are based on how important that particular touch point is to the end goal. So for example, um, your end goal is conversion, right? So a click to the landing page is worth 30 points. Um, filling up a form could be 50. 
adding items to the shopping cart could be 70 and checking out with payment processes worth 100 points. So this way you can start measuring the customer engagement score with the idea of increasing the score by focusing on each individual touch point. So in summary, um, you can only improve what you measure and when the improvement can positively impact your conversion score, that will lead to a positive result for the business. And this means a win-win-win scenario for everyone. Mm. Yep. Thank you very much. Most welcome. Don Lee, General Manager of Magnolia Singapore, for sharing your insights on digital marketing. Thank you. The DX Talk. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Talk to us via Facebook or Twitter or visit us at mgnl.io.